It is happening again. It is Wednesday, and it's the 3rd of January, 2024. You know, I was expecting to continuously make mistakes and say that it's 2023, but you know what? It hasn't happened until now. Now that I've said it, I'm going to prep myself up for the fail. But no, seriously, it's 2024. In case you've not been paying attention, this is, I don't even know what season we're on. Is this season three? I don't know, we've been doing this for a while now. In any case, this is Ask a Traffic Cop. My name is Sean Shapiro. I am a police officer with the Toronto Police Service, and I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day, whether you like it or not. I've had a number of people tell me to stop talking on, on social media platforms. Stop stop talking. They say some rude stuff, too. But, you know, I, it, ultimately, they don't want me to tell people what the rules are, and they certainly don't want me to tell you not to do the stuff that they want to do. So many laws are created because people do bonehead things behind the wheel of a car. And when I say don't do bonehead things, they say, ah, you've offended me. Well, I'm a traffic cop and that's my job. I give people tickets too, or at least I used to when I was on the road. So I'm sorry in advance that I can't make everybody happy. And that's probably why they called me the CEO of No for such a long time uh, as I was doing this on social media. Yeah, I kind of like that title. I think it works. Anyway, uh, if you're watching, you you might be on one of these uh, channels right here below me. Uh, you got TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and uh, yeah, the platform formerly known as Twitter. And it is another day to test and see if the Twitter integration works. If you are watching us live on Twitter, please make a comment. I'm going to try and do the same thing. Well, why, you know, I come up with these these suggestions like, why don't you? Try and test it, Sean, because you have the means to do that right now. So I'm testing it right now. I want to know. And, uh, yeah, there I am, live. Make sure the volume's down. Otherwise, it's going to be a weird reverb. And this is just so I can get it out of the way. You know that I've tested it. There, I've pressed the button. And now <laughs> we'll go and see if it, if it came out of the other end. And it did. It worked. Uh, if you're watching now, you can see that I sent myself a message through X. First time on the live stream working. Uh, TikTok seems to be working too for the time being. So uh, let's let's see how this goes. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited, but it may stop working in five seconds. In any case, if you're watching and you can't seem to get your questions through on your platform, then consider coming over to YouTube. You can get it at youtube.trafficcop.ca. It'll take you right to our page and you can subscribe and stay in touch in the widescreen. If you're watching on Instagram, that might be exactly what you need to do. Because while I can sort of see, maybe I put this over on a little window over here. I'll see if there's any messages coming through. I see a couple of, uh, uh, can a person ride in a utility trailer when it's being towed? In a utility trailer? Really? <laughs> no, you can't ride in a utility trailer. Uh, maybe, maybe where you are, but not here, not in Ontario. Uh, and that's another thing. Many people uh, have said, well, hey, you're on social media and you're telling people laws, but those laws don't apply Everywhere. Let me re remind everybody that I'm a Toronto police officer, and Toronto is in the province of Ontario in the country of Canada. Wonderful place to be. Uh, I, I think we like to say it's, the, it's a wonderful, wonderful place to live, work, and play. And the laws here are different than they are everywhere else. So you should always ensure that you know the local laws before you do silly things. But in Ontario, that's what we're focused on. Now, many of the things are the same in other places. So we're talking about some pretty good ideas. Even if it's legal and we say it's not and you go back to where you, you're in Texas and Shapiro says it's illegal and maybe it's legal, but we, we, we got good laws. It's, it's probably not legal here for a good reason and thus maybe consider doing the safer stuff even if you're in Texas. Not Shout out to Texas, but Texas, Texas goes fast. They have, they have really 
high speed speeds. And lower my desk a little bit. Okay. Let's get into some good mornings, then we'll talk about Vision Zero Enforcement Team. Then we'll get on to your questions, because that's what we do here. We answer your traffic and police questions. If you've got them, start throwing them into the comments so we get to them and talk to them. Okay, let's see here. We got good morning from Michael. Uh, Brandon Kalinchuk says, good morning. I'm back from Scotland and back to watching the show. What happens when cops equipment, or what happens to a cop's equipment when he retires? So it was a hello, I'm back, and a question. The equipment gets returned. That's, that's the, the simple answer. Some stuff uh, you might be able to keep, but the vast majority of it gets, we have a checklist, got to return it. We are responsible financially for anything we don't return. Uh, Akela Draconis, greetings and salutations from a meeting. So we are, we are contributing to your uh, not paying attention in said meeting. Okay, uh, we, can, we, can, we can do that. Uh, Ryan Jenkins has a question, and we'll get into that. It's regarding cell phones. Uh, good morning, Constable Shapiro is a message from Liz. Good morning to you. Nice to see you again. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Ryan Jenkins asking, I think, the same question. Uh, we'll do that. We'll, we'll put it in here. I am Boy Mom says, good morning, Sean and MShap. MShap being my wife. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we have another quote from Michaela. I'll flag that for a little bit. We have right track racing with a happy New Year TSV. Oddly enough, uh, I'm assuming that's Blaze from right track racing. They are a, a not-for-profit that is teaching and, and trying to give the message of you know, doing it the right way, take it to the track, not on the road. Uh, they're in favor of education over enforcement, so they'd much rather, and it's two police officers who in their spare time do this. They built an amazing Mustang uh, drag car, which I've yet to see in person, but I've, I've seen many, many photos, and it's like I've seen it in person uh, or been involved with it because I've, I've been talking to them through the entire thing. They were on an episode last year. I was like, yeah, we got to have you back. We got to have you back soon. And, and uh, you know, in talking to Blaze. Uh, it's it's a conversation that he'd like to have with you. He'd like to know what skills you think you should or that drivers need to work on to make them better. Because you get your basics when you get your license, but he'd like to make drivers better and uh, you know develop some curriculum and help improve driverhood. <laughs> uh, if you are watching and you're you're not new to the show, then you know what I'm about to do. I'm going to talk to you about well, it's the Vision Zero Enforcement Team, which some people have criticized saying it's just a marketing campaign. It is not. It is a dedicated group of officers who go out throughout the city of Toronto, and I'm sure other services have similar things, but our gang, our gang, our group of officers, people don't like when we say gang, uh, they go out and they change driver behavior one ticket at a time. That's right. They are trying to make people better. When you do the wrong thing, they catch you, they ticket you, and hopefully that's, that, that ticket slap will reminds you that it didn't feel good it cost you money, and maybe, just maybe, you won't do it again. That's what we hope. Uh, today being January the 3rd, they are spending time in 13 Division and 42 Division. And if you're not familiar with neighborhoods there, here's some examples. You got Yorkdale, Glen Park, Briar Hill, Witchwood, Oakwood, Vaughan, Malvern, Aging Court, Milliken Rouge, Scarborough. Yes, places, neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play and deserve to be safe. We post it every morning, 6, 7, and 8 o'clock on different platforms uh, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you don't already follow us there and you want to, by all means, visit trafficop.ca for links to all of those because more is better. Yeah. Watching us on more platforms is better. I heard it somewhere. Okay. Oh, and by the way, if you want to know what we focus on, it's the big four. Those officers, while you may write you lots of tickets for lots of things, their goal, their focus is speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving. Because we know that those particular activities that drivers choose to engage in, it's not by oopsie-doo accident, 
they're choosing to do the things they do, well, those things lead to serious injury and death. And the vision, the vision zero concept is that while we may not be able to eliminate all collisions, the ones that lead to serious injury, uh, in, the ones that lead to serious injury and death are preventable entirely. Yeah. Okay. Back to you. Uh, so we have the quote of the day. We talked to Right Track Racing. Uh, morning, Sean, from Nathan Bouchard. Did I pronounce that correctly? It's not, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume. You let me know. Uh, and and uh, we have unsolved mystery. If I'm pulled over and I request body cam to be on, does cop legally have to turn his camera on? So I've not taken the course, but I my understanding is that we record just about every interaction unless there's privacy concerns, right? That that So whether there, there are reasons to turn it off, but we generally, we're usually the ones turning it on. Uh, we actually want the camera on because it protects police officers from those allegations that people like to make saying that we did something we weren't supposed to do. So I always want cameras on. Look at them. I have, I have cameras here right now. Uh, yeah, we want, we want a record of events. Just like dash cams are, are fantastic evidence to protect you when you've done the right thing, but the person that, that you know, hit you says it's your fault. Yeah, dash cameras good. Body cameras better. Anyway, moving along. Uh, Tim Shallow says, good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Tim. We've got a dad joke for later. I, I got to get it. So I've used up my calendar. I have no more dad jokes, and we need some. Uh, we've got here stink pot. And this is a firearms question. Colorado has a high-capacity mag ban, no more than 15 rounds. Can I still carry my mag but with 14? So I don't know what Colorado law says. But in Canada... Magazines are capped at 10 for handguns, and you can't carry any of them because you can't carry firearms in Canada for self-defense. You can't carry them on your person. You can transport them if you're licensed to, a, to and from a range or a target location. That's it. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't speak to you about uh, mag bans in Colorado, but I'm going to assume that if it's the mag, that becomes prohibited. Because here, if you had a mag that was capable of holding more than 10 rounds, it would be a prohibited device. You'd be arrested. Not based on how many rounds are in it, but how many it's capable of holding. I don't talk about guns very much here. Is there a maximum number of reverse lights that a vehicle is permitted to have? Well, that's a good question. I don't think that there are. Uh, reverse lights can be white. They're the only th white light that can be projected and only when you're in reverse gear. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not aware of any limitation. Now, when we talk about forward-facing lights, there are a maximum. You can only have four projecting forward uh, that are over 300 lumens. But, uh, yeah, you got me there, Nathan. I don't know about anything in the back being limited. All right, we got you. <laughs> I have an electric scooter that goes 100 kilometers an hour. Is it legal? Is it legal? Not on your life. Not a hope in heck. No, no, it's not legal. Uh, it's not illegal on private property. I don't know where you'd get up to that speed on private property. But on the road in the city of Toronto, it's not allowed at all. It doesn't matter what speed because they're prohibited in the city of Toronto, electric kick scooters. If you're talking about electric kick scooters that uh, are in areas that have adopted or opted into the provincial pilot project, well, 24 kilometers an hour is the maximum, at which point you go 25 kilometers an hour. It's a motor vehicle. It's subject to all the laws of a motor vehicle. It needs license ownership and insurance, driver's license to operate it. Like, it has to be licensed for the road. And you can't do that for any kick scooter. Uh, so to have to be capped at no more than 24 kilometers an hour has to have no more than a 500-watt battery. 
and we start talking about batteries, I'm going to assume that was modified. I'm, I'm going to assume your 100-kilometer-an-hour scooter didn't come that way from factory. I could be wrong, but I'm going to assume that. Anybody paying attention to the news? I think it was New Year's Eve that a TTC uh, uh, subway car caught on fire or had a fire on board. Do you know why? It was because of an e-bike. Oddly enough, on Thursday of last week, I interviewed the Deputy Chief of Toronto Fire, Larry Coco, and guess what we talked about? Fires caused by electric vehicles, specifically e-bikes, e-scooters, uh, one wheels, that sort of stuff. Thermal runaway. And so I'm editing. I've been editing for the last two days the episode, and I'm looking forward to publishing it soon. But if you modify an e-bike or an electri- uh, electric vehicle, you're looking to have a fire. So you, people who pop up those, uh, those top speeds are in a position for not-so-goodness. Uh, Emma, good morning to you. Moto Windsor, good morning to you as well. Uh, True North Muskoka wants to know about passing a school bus, a bus, why did I say bus? I don't know. A, a school bus with lights on, if I'm perpendicular, let's flag that. Uh, good morning, Sean from Durham Region. That's from Rick. Uh, ben Foster with a good morning. Have a good day. I got called gent. Well, good morning. And and uh, you came back with a good morning. Okay, let's continue with, uh, I'll get the good mornings out of the way. Um, Martin Blake. From the back of an Uber, that would be the uh, that would be the safest way to do it. Uh, Mar- it's Martin Blake. I am flattered that you Mar- Mar- Martin Blake does uh, amazing video stuff uh, himself. So I'm a big fan of his work, and it's an honor uh, to, to hear from you here. Uh, we got Tracy says good morning and happy new year. Good morning and happy new year to you too. Uh, what is I'm trying to get the username. Is it Vet? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to mess this up. Official I got. Vethus? Vethusan? Either way. Anyway, he says he loves the pod. Happy New Year. Thanks so much. Ben Foster with uh, We Would I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. Uh, Juan wants to be a police officer, and uh, we can talk about that. We haven't talked about employment this year, have we? I don't think we have. Uh, let's, let's talk about that. We have some more questions about police officer stuff. Awesome. We'll talk about that. Uh, let's see here. Ben Foster says, well, with EV vehicles and not having a standard transmission, driving ability will go downhill. I don't know how to unpack what you just said. How to become a police officer. Lots of questions there. I think we were apply. Good advice. Okay. Question from Martin Blake. Is there anything in the works to better regulate the driving behavior of e-bike riders on sidewalks? So in the city of Toronto bylaws prevent anyone over the age of 12 to be on the sidewalk. Is it 12? Did I say that right? 13. Anyone over the age. So 14 and up, you can't be on the sidewalk. 13 and under, you can. With a bicycle, e-bikes, you have to be 16 to operate them. So e-bikes can't be on the sidewalk at all. Now, when it comes to education, yeah, uh, there's education that we're talking about it a lot here on social media, but there's divisional efforts being, like 52 Division is doing an education campaign. They are both ticketing and warning, depending on, I guess, uh, how the interaction goes, whether or not these couriers and cyclists who decide to use the sidewalk putting pedestrians at risk will get tickets or simply a warning. Either way, there are efforts across the city to curb the behavior because it's dangerous for pedestrians. Cyclists say, well, it's dangerous on the road for us, but you're on a vehicle and the vehicles have to be on the road. And yes, it is dangerous for everyone on the road, isn't it? Like the road is inherently dangerous. That's why we do so much work to try and educate people about safe operation of motor vehicles, bicycles, walking. Like there's good choices and there's bad choices. Unfortunately, a lot of people engage in bad choices. And that's not pointing a finger at any particular group. 
Okay, Corey Sabarin. Sabarin? Sabarin? Hmm. Okay. Yes. Good advice to drivers in general. Very simple. Leave your emotions put away and focus on the task of driving. That is excellent advice. I say pack your patience. That's what my old partner used to say. And uh, expect that anywhere it takes an hour if you're traveling in Toronto. And, uh, yeah, learn to to uh, listen to ebooks or podcasts or the radio. I love the radio. Radio's uh, been having a, a rough go lately. Just not everyone is, is, um, is listening. They're so focused on other means of entertainment. Some of them are on their phones. They shouldn't be on their phones. But anyway. Steve says, hi, brother. Best of year to you. All the way from Northern Village, Nunavik, Quebec, Nunavik Police. Hey, awesome to, uh, uh, to hear from you. Uh, do me a favor. Send me a DM so I can follow you back. Because right now, uh, I can't find your account. But I do want to follow you back. And uh, love hearing from other police officers. Awesome. Okay. We got Christine who says, can you legally remove license plates after you have transferred a vehicle to your ex? So if you've transferred the vehicle, the plates belong to you. The plates are no, if the plates belong to you, yeah, you take them off because the plates are yours and you've transferred the vehicle to the other person. They have to put plates on it. Okay. Moving along here. Pablo. Why don't police do anything about dark plate covers? They avoid 407 radars, etc. Well, we do actually. We're actually quite heavily invested in doing stuff about that. If you block your plate, you're up to no good or you want to look cool, but it's illegal. So either way, we are absolutely enforcing that law. Is it our priority? Is it the number one thing on our agenda? No. Unfortunately, we have more pressing matters because there are people who are getting behind the wheel and they are driving at high rates of speed. They're running stop signs and red lights and turning right without, like they're doing things that are getting people hurt. Yes, these people are doing the wrong thing too, but they just, they're, they're lower on, the, on the, uh, the list of things to do. We get you for one thing, we happen to catch you, you get an extra ticket, but we're not doing stings focused on $110 fine for blocking your license. Maybe we should but we only have so many of us to go around, so we focus on the things that are most important. And, of course, I, t- I said speeding and aggressive driving, I, distracted driving. We, we, it's a major issue, and, of course, impaired driving. Okay. Ben Foster says, please consider my comment, driver engagement will be gone and become automated. So here's the thing. I, I was talking about this yesterday. I don't think it was on the air. But, uh, yeah, at some point, autonomous vehicles will likely own the road. And we'll be safer for it, hopefully, maybe, if technology allows for it. And it's not like that end-of-days video with uh, uh, Pretty Woman on it. What's her name? Who's Pretty Woman? Plays it. Who plays Pretty Woman? Her name escapes me at the moment. I feel terrible. Rob- Robertson? What's her first name? Anyway. Yeah, apparently that, that one has, I saw a scene where every Tesla comes screaming down the road, unoccupied, trying to kill them. So that's not good. In any case... Uh, at some point, I hope that autonomy takes uh, the the guesswork out of driving, and people who shouldn't be driving don't have to anymore. Okay, I uh, the what is this the username is period. I find I see people there drive. Was this? I find I see people on their phones now while driving more than ever. Yeah, I, I agree with you. One, there's more technology; people are, are more used to it, and when people used to drive like this, their peripheral vision was great, but because now there's tickets for it, they've taken that and put it into their laps, and now their focus is on their lap, and they don't have the benefit of their peripheral vision to assist them. So has it made it more dangerous? 
possibly maybe? Should they just put the phone in their purse bag, trunk, uh, glove box, wherever it is to avoid the temptation? Yeah. Yeah, they should. Or just be grown-ups and not touch it. That's the other thing. Uh, Flyboy Vince, record every interaction with cops. Yes, we should inter- We should absolutely record every interaction with everybody because it prevents anyone from making accusations that are false. So many times, so many times, uh, police are accused of things they didn't do, but people make allegations and claim they they were innocent. Uh, or And listen, I'm not saying that there isn't ever a cop that does the wrong thing. I've watched all these audit videos, and I'm not always impressed with the interaction. Would a dash cam or a body cam video help that? Yeah, from all sounds. But here's the thing. If every cop, and we want them on, if every cop has them on, you got, you know, every angle uh, covered, not to mention security cams and your, it's just one more camera angle. It's great. I don't disagree. Everyone should be recorded all the time. And I want speed enforcement and red light enforcement on every street and every camera. Like then no one will do anything wrong, right? Okay. Bigger things to focus on. That's Emma's comment. Uh, Oh. Okay, uh, we got Emma. Oh, so Emma knows somebody who got charged for mags uh, that were over capacity. Yes, yeah, bad, bad thing. Sadly, it, it, it's, yeah. Anyway, uh, what are the laws on lowering one's car? We'll talk about that. Oh, someone says sorry for bothering you, but I'd like to sell you a, a an opportunity to promote your channel. Thank you, but no, thank you. Uh, is there any full auto gun that can be sold in Canada? Uh, possibly a BB gun, but uh, no. Firearms are not permitted to be fully, modi- fully automatic. Uh, thoughts flowing. I'm going to court. What's the best thing I can say to Halton police and courts to be friendly and forgiving? Uh, so if you're talking about, I don't know what your charge was. I don't know what the situation was. If you want to get the best possible uh, outcome and be friendly is probably take responsibility for what you did if you did it. I'm not saying take responsibility for something you didn't do. But if you're actually guilty, then ask for a deal. And you don't have to hire someone to do that. You just go in and say, hey, I'm responsible. But can you cut me a break? I want to save the court some time. And oddly enough, they very often do offer breaks. I mean, that's where reductions come in. When someone comes in and they were 20 over and they walk out with a ticket for 10 over, yeah, that, that, that happens. And that's up to the courts. It's not a guarantee. I can't tell you that you're going to to get a win, just that you could possibly maybe. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) So someone's making fun of you for asking for legal advice. Well, I can't give you legal advice, which is probably why Flyboy Vince is uh, is making that comment. But uh, no, my job is to give people tickets and hold them responsible, not to get them out of tickets. I write the tickets. Now, what happens in court is, is up to the court. Okay, let's go back to the messages I, I skipped and forgot to go back to. Are cops allowed to see hold cell? Oh, sorry. Are cops allowed to see hold cell phones and text and drive? Ah, I see. So they've seen a police officer holding and using a cell phone while driving. So the answer is police, fire, ambulance, people driving vehicles that belong to those services can, in fact, use their cell phones, computers, and so on. They're exempt under the Highway Traffic Act for the use of those devices, uh, and for good reason. You know, as police officers, we need to be able to access information for public safety and for officer safety. We need to get information about calls. Some police officers don't have computers in their cars. They've been issued a police-issued cell phone, and this does everything, and we need to have it. Sometimes our police radios are software on the phones. 
So we need access to those devices, and we've been given the opportunity to do that legally. Here we talked about this. We talked about reverse, reverse lights. We already covered, okay. Uh, a lot of people get upset when police are allowed to do things they're not allowed to do. I don't know why, but hey. So this was a question asked earlier. Can I pass a school bus with lights on if I'm perpendicular to it? So you're on a different street. Well, then you're not really passing a school bus. So, hey, it's traffic moderator. So the, uh, the deal is that if you are at an intersection and they are with their lights on and it's facing east and west, but you're going north and south, yes, you can cross that intersection. You're not controlled by those lights. You cannot pass the school bus on the same street. All right. Quote of the day, we're leaving that. When an, this is from Sunny on TikTok. If an officer runs your plates or when an officer runs your plates, what information comes up? It is a good question, a reasonable question. Basically, it comes up with the vehicle information. Oh, weird. Uh, basically, so the traffic moderator, I heard a beep on, and he came back in, and he says he got kicked out. Software didn't like him today, but he's back. So the deal is that uh, we see the registration information for the vehicle, we see who the registered owner is, and we can do further searches if need be, uh, but that's where it starts. If there's anything glaring, we might get an alert, like if that vehicle was flagged as stolen or wanted or whatever. We'll see. And then from there, we can we can launch an investigation. We can we can run and get more information on the driver. Oh, you got kicked out again. Uh, we can l look into that. We can look into uh, all sorts of stuff. And it's just, you know, pulling the strings and see where they go. Do, 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 do. Can't, okay, we talked about removing the this. What do we see here? Talked about that. Talked about high-capacity mags already. We'll leave the dad joke for later. Okay, what are the laws, excuse me, what are the laws on lowering your car? Well, hmm, safety. So there's a legal way to do it and an illegal way to do it, or sorry, a proper way to do it, uh, do it in, an, in an improper way. A lot of people cut springs and do some weird stuff, bind springs. There are kids to do it properly, but you have to take into consideration that you cannot have any contact with your tires and the body or frame of the vehicle. So what we look for most often when looking at lowered vehicles is that. There is also a minimum distance between the center of your headlights to the ground. There's also a maximum for those who wanna lift their vehicles. And I don't know what that is offhand. However, I didn't even know that existed up until a year or so ago. What I'm always looking for is I'm pushing to see if you have a functional suspension that's not solid, not, not actually on its uh, supports. So there's no, it can't have no movement. It can't just be bouncing on tires. That's not safe. Uh, but also when you do a lock-to-lock -lock turn if there, or if I inspect your tires that there's no contact rubs showing that there was contact. So if I have any of that evidence, your vehicle plates are coming off because your vehicle is unsafe for the road. Okay, we talked about full auto. Aha, here we go. I'm on, if I'm on private property, not open to the public and police, oh, sorry, not open to the public and police, can I stunt drive on my property? The answer, unsolved mystery is no, you may not. In the province of Ontario, it is illegal to stunt drive, and there's about 14 different descriptions of what stunt driving are, is, um, on your private property, on your farmer's field, on the beach, in an underground parking, in an above ground parking, in a structure, anywhere. They have gone through and listed like every possible possibility. <laughs> in any case, it's illegal. Uh, obviously, speed limits aren't there, so you, you don't have speed limits on private property so that the, the 40 over and 50 over don't trigger, but 150 kilometers an hour would trigger it because that's anywhere. Uh, at the end of the day, doing dumb stuff on private property is still illegal for the most part. And people say, well, how would you, how do you enforce that? Well, if we can see you, we can act on it.
Simple. Uh, we talked about this already. We talked about that. Ah, uh, Ben Foster. And my tax dollars paying you to do this. Oh, are my tax dollars? I, I see. I just I, I gave you a, a you know a snooty a snooty thing. Yes, your tax dollars are paying. If you pay in the city of Toronto, your tax dollars are contributing for this TikTok, where we educate people daily about traffic law and stuff and things about police. We answer questions of the public. We make ourselves available to give the best bang for the buck because I could do this individually with. Like yesterday, we had close to nine thousand people in the live. Had I taken nine thousand phone calls, it would have taken a substantially. Uh, longer time invested so and possibly an army of people to do it so yeah this is the most cost-effective way to answer questions and we do it every day okay when an officer runs your plates what information comes up we talked about that coming from manitoba going to toronto am i allowed to keep my studded tires on no you may not uh you're not allowed to well i say that and i wonder if there's any exemptions so in northern ontario it's the only place you can have studded tires uh and if you come to Southern Ontario, you can visit. So maybe there's an exemption for people coming from out of province. Uh, do me a favor, uh, 204 Starship, send me a DM. Uh, you can do that or you can use the submission form to send by email by going to trafficop.ca. Send me that. I want to look into it and I can respond to you offline. Uh, I want to see if there's an exemption for out of province because there might be. It, it's logical. If you can do it from Northern Ontario, it would make sense that you could cross through. Uh, but there would be a limitation to your stay if it's anywhere like I think it would be. In any case, send me a DM. Okay. Doug Allen, you mentioned only four lights projecting forward. Does that mean high beams and fog lights would be illegal on models where the high beam is its own bulb? So, no, because when you turn your high beam on, your primary lights would shut down. At least that's what I would assume. Uh, I've not seen a light where you turn high beams on and your regular beams are on as well. So, uh, test it, see what it is. But the law says four headlights now it could be part of your headlight enclosure and count that as one headlight and your fog lights would be the second uh at the end of the day if your vehicle was manufactured that way we're not going to give you a hard time but it's amazing how cars are smart and uh well they're not smart but they're they're, they're there's cutouts like if you turn your fog lights on they may deactivate certain things but i'm curious to know what you're driving and, and what the scenario is if this is a a what if or if it's actually your vehicle that you're aware of does this all right can the court show a video without your permission? A video of what? Like, of you breaking the law? Yeah. <laughs> we don't need your permission to show you a video uh, or to show a video or enter a video into evidence. If we have recorded a video of you doing something, and that's our evidence, we're going to present that to the court. We don't need to say, by the way, do you mind if we convict you using evidence that we have that you did the wrong thing? Yeah. <sighs> All right, what we got here? <laughs> am I allowed to have signs? Oh, am I allowed to this is follow up to the question about the uh, stunt driving on private property. Am I allowed to have signs and restrict law enforcement from entering my private property? Yes and no. See, if we're there for a legal purpose, a lawful purpose to enforce a law, uh, your sign don't mean squat. If we're there to, uh, uh, because we're acting, we saw it being done, we're, we're, we're responding to it now, we're not just hanging out saying hello, like we're not giving out flyers. The sign would prevent us probably from entering your property to, to put out flyers or to say, hey, how you doing? You know, you know how's your day going? <laughs> but if we're there for a lawful purpose, the signs don't prevent, like we, we don't not investigate murders on property that has signs that say, please, police don't come here or police are not, want like, no, signs. In some scenarios, yes, but in actual enforcement roles, no. 
Jason Davis, what's going on? The speed cameras that are in school zones, do they automatically turn off after five? No, 24 seven, they're always on. There are speed zones all the time, not just when school is in session. And people say, why? Because, because. <laughs> now there are, uh, they wouldn't be in an area that has a, 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 a speed zone that changes. So let's say there are school zones that when flashing, they are school zones and those are conditional zones. Uh, those probably won't have cameras. I'm assuming, or they'd be set for the higher speed of two. Okay, Andrew Franklin has a question. And the question is, it's legal to turn right on red in Ontario from the right lane. What if there's two right turn lanes? And Andrew, in that scenario, with there's two right turn lanes, then both lanes would be eligible for right turns on red lights, presuming that you come to a complete stop, it's safe to proceed, and that you go to the appropriate lane. And that appropriate lane is right lane to right lane, left of right, or this. Or, so we number from one to however many from the center outward. So let's say there's a three lane road and you're in the right lane. So the curve lane to curve lane would be three. And then from the, the next over to lane two, if I haven't completely made that muddy water. Uh, but yeah, I grew up thinking that it wasn't legal until I became a cop and learned that there's, you know, things aren't always the way you were taught. And that's why everyone should become a police officer or watch this show, whichever is easier. Uh, let's see here. Why don't cops chase me when I run on my motorcycle? If you run on your motorcycle, you don't deserve to be on the road. We eventually just catch you and arrest you, and uh, hopefully you learn your lesson. Sadly, the biggest reason we don't chase or we very rarely chase motorcycles is because most motorcycle people who think they're really good at what they do riding aren't and they crash and they get really really hurt and they hurt other people so in the interests of protecting the public of which you are one uh we tend not to push people past their limits because we know what we're doing but you probably don't and if it sounds like i'm being condescending and offensive it's because i'm trying to if you run from police you're not a good person sorry to let you know of this you know thing that everybody else knows and now you do too are you on duty from Geriatric Dave, I am on duty. I'm a media relations officer and traffic educator, and I work at Toronto Police Traffic Services. This is one of the things we do. Uh, we've been doing it for a number of years, and it's been very successful with over 670, did I say 675,000 yesterday? Hold on a sec, I got my report here. 676,000 followers across all platforms. Now, the vast, where is it? There's a lot of followers. Um, yeah, 676 is awesome. 643 are from, uh, from TikTok alone. Uh, but we do this because it's a public service, education, creating a library of education that will serve us for years to come. But of course, it's live weekdays from 10 to 11. And being that it's 1037, I should probably reintroduce myself. It coincides with what I just said. But my name is Sean Shapiro. It says so right there. And I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I talk about traffic safety, traffic law, and police stuff every single day, even if I'm not at work. That's right. I subject my children to all this stuff. And now we're watching Border Security. That is that, that, that Canadian show, uh, possibly in reruns, where we, we, <laughs> we're having so much fun. If you've never seen it, check it out when it's on. Uh, it's like beating back-to-back on some channels. But we're having a lot of fun. And we also talk about traffic law. My kids will be prepped to just walk on the job when they are appropriately aged. Okay. What do we got here? We got a question from Johnny. What is the minimum age of a passenger that can be transported by ride-sharing companies? I have no idea. I can tell you that 
if they require child seats, then they generally don't take them because you can't transport in a rideshare uh, privately owned vehicle someone without that, that requires a car seat or booster that does not have one. So based on that, saving except for any of the rules, like I don't know what their account requirements are to have an account, but we would uh, assume that anyone under the age of eight probably isn't going to be on a rideshare because well, it's eight years old, 80 pounds or four foot nine not to require a car seat legally. But there's no, oh, there's no law. It could be a policy. I'm not aware of anything. Like how many, how many kids eight years old have cell phones? Maybe, maybe they have them now. So now that's a good question. I, 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 but again, there's no law that I'm aware of other than that whole not requiring a car seat and the fact that, you know, in a taxi or a bus, children don't need car seats, even though it's safer to have them. They're not required legally. Anyway, moving on. Rudib997. Is it legal to do a U-turn at any intersection or only where, the, where posted that it is okay to do? Good question. We talked about it briefly, I think, yesterday, uh, or at least I talked about it with someone. It could have been a comment. I, I go through hundreds of comments a day online. Uh, in any case, what's the deal? So you can do a U-turn anywhere that it is safe to do so and not prohibited by sign or if it's one of the locations such as a, uh, you know, approaching a bridge, viaduct, tunnel, uh, railway crossing, and there's two different distances depending on whether it's visit Anyway, uh, crest of grade where there's no visibility, turn where there's no visibility, those are places prohibited. But if it's not prohibited by that and it doesn't have a no turn sign or a no U-turn sign, you're good. But you are responsible for everything that happens because you're in a turning motion and if you said it was safe to do so and then you get smacked by a car, well, guess what? It wasn't so safe, was it? It's generally an unsafe maneuver, in my opinion, although I've had driving instructors and others argue with me on that. Not that it did anything, it's still dangerous. <laughs> Is it legal to have wider tires on your car if you put over fenders to cover the tires? Yes, it is. However, you know, what you're doing by going wide does change the dynamics the, the, uh, of, of, the, of the contact patch. So you can go so wide that the, that the weight of your vehicle is distributed over a larger area, giving you less stick. Like, you talk about snow tires. Uh, it's, it's conceivable that the best traction could be like a one-inch wide tire because you'd have a lot more weight on that one inch. Now, I'm not an engineer. This is based on conversations with engineers. And someone can prove me wrong, because I'm only parroting what I was told. Uh, but if you have a very large tire, you may actually lose traction more often. That's why I think summer tires in the winter don't do as well. And someone who knows more about tires could fill me in on the ins and outs of that. Anyway, uh, if you cover the tires, they are meeting the requirements. As, as long as they have enough tread and so on, there's other requirements. Is going 120 to 130 on highways okay? If the speed limit's 120 or 130, that's okay. If you're doing it in a 100 or 110 zone, that's speeding and it's illegal and you shouldn't do it and you should know better. There's no, there's no permissible reason to speed. You, you can't speed. Speed limit is the limit, not the suggestion or the minimum. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. Police, fire, ambulance, they can exceed the speed limit. Police can do it for any reason. Fire and ambulance can do it in special scenarios. Follow-up question to the stunt driving on private property from Nathan. If stunt driving is illegal on private property and driving 150 kilometers an hour is stunt driving, does that mean that any motorsport series where cars are going more than 150 kilometers an hour is technically breaking the law? 
I saw the rest of the words on my side screen here. Uh, and the answer to that, oddly enough, is no, because permanent events and racetracks are exempt. So a permanent event, one like an Indy event where uh, Honda Indy that's on the roads of Toronto, well, they do things to uh, A, be approved to do it, and then it's not stunt driving. But it would be on, it would be really interesting if we tried to arrest everybody in the race circuit for stunt driving. Probably wouldn't go over very well. Uh, but yeah, if you had a racetrack that was approved, that had medical and tow and extraction teams, like Honda Indy has a, has a temporary hospital, a surgical suite on premises. It's more than just, uh, you know, calling it a track. Okay. If a vehicle was, well, sorry, it's Mike. I'm assuming a mechanic because I see a wrench. Hey, Sean, if a vehicle was manufactured without an airbag, am I allowed to use a wheel without one? If the vehicle was manufactured and approved for sale prior to requiring one, then it don't need one. Classic car, Model T. You know, you want to drive a Model T around? Uh, there's no airbag, and you're not required to put one on. Uh, just like seatbelts, just like exhaust systems, like whatever was manufactured, the way it was manufactured is what you are uh, required and, uh, and and approved for. Now, you can go up, you can add seatbelts to a car that didn't come with one, but you can't take seatbelts out of a car that had them. Uh, Gucci, what happens if my backlights are out and I drive at night? You're required to have at least one lamp lit on the rear of the vehicle that is red, and you are required to have two headlights. If you are driving without the minimum one, you're looking at a ticket. Now, it's also incredibly dangerous because, oddly enough, that light allows people to see you and prevent them from driving into you. Now, they wouldn't be entirely innocent if they hit you because they have headlights and should see you, but you are absolutely uh, making it more dangerous. Ghost cars, people who drive without their uh, full headlighting system on at night, have their daytime running lights at night. Those are high beams at low power most of the time, but their taillight lamps, the, the, the running lamps on the rear don't go on, and those vehicles are scary when you come up with them at speed. Oddly enough, they tend to be going a lot slower because the person driving is oddly often drunk. Just saying. What we got here? Ah, Bibik Jung Katri NPCA. I have full license of Nepal and only G1 in Ontario. Can I drive alone? Absolutely not. Did you like that? Absolutely freaking not. Yes. So uh, Bibik has a full license in Nepal, but only a G1 in Ontario. Can I drive alone is the question. And the answer is no, because no. you have a G1 in Ontario, which means that Ontario did not accept your Nepal license for anything and didn't give you any credit. Thus, they started you at the very basic. And your G1 requires you to have a supervising driver, and that's it. If you don't have a supervising driver, you can't do it. So you could drive in Nepal if you were to return there. But here, anywhere in North America, you have a G1 Ontario driver's license. You must abide by the conditions that it sets out. Yes. Now, if you had the, G the, the Nepal license and you were visiting here, it's possible that they would have accepted them while you were visiting. But as soon as you applied for a G1, it is no longer accepted. Right. And it's only valid for a limited amount of time when you're, when visiting. you're visiting. Yes. And it is possible that, that you know, a Nepal license isn't accepted for a reason. Like, it's possible it could be listed and, and you wouldn't be allowed to, and it's your responsibility to know. In fact, if you'd like more information about this, you can go to trafficcop.ca, and I have a link to a website that explains everything. everything. It's a government website. Everything. Everything. Yes, the, it is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Does anyone know the reference that we just made? 
Let's see if anybody knows it. We were talking about it this morning. Yes, in, in great detail. So yes. I'd like to know the numerical answer for anyone who's watching. Okay, we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll look for it. I don't see it on TikTok. I'm not seeing Oh, Scarecrow, 42. There you go. First one in. Nice. Okay. Uh, Scarecrow, if you if you go on. Oh, Chris says 42. Sec, second in. <laughs> and Dimon101 says the same. Awesome. Awesome. Thoughtful. Who's this? Thought. You guys are all showing your age right now. Thoughts flowing. Yep. Well, actually, here's the question: How old are you guys? Because we 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 were surveying some folks in the uh, in the station today, and no one knew. <laughs> Nobody knew. Just the two of us weirdos. Anyway, uh, let's talk helmet law. Rammer seventy wants to know. What do they want to know? Uh, is it not discrimination for some not to wear and some have to wear? So, why is this going on screen? It should. There we go. We're talking about helmets here. We're talking about helmets. So uh, there, uh, Rammer is likely referencing the fact that in the province of Ontario and a couple of other provinces, changes were made in the Highway Traffic Act to allow those who practice the Sikh faith and wear turbans to not be required to wear a helmet because you can't wear a helmet while wearing a turban. It's a problem, and their faith requires them to wear the helmet. That's uh, right, the, the turban. So there is an exemption for them based on religious Practice. practices. Is it discrimination that other people have to wear a helmet? No. It was discriminatory to not let them ride motorcycles because of their faith is the, is the reason that there was an exemption. No, there are exemptions to every rule. The seatbelt law, um, everybody has to wear a seatbelt while operating a motor vehicle or inside a motor vehicle, but there are exemptions to that as well. There are medical exemptions um, with proper documentation. Mm -hmm. You could be exempt from having to wear it. We don't suggest it, but some people are not able to or may cause more damage by wearing it yeah. should they get into a collision. That is determined by the Ministry of Transportation and your doctor. But that is not discriminatory. It's an it exemption. Isn't. Exactly. Yeah. It, you know, our goal is to keep everybody safe. And in doing so, we understand that sometimes that leaves people out. And there, ha every case has to be evaluated. And this was a court... I don't know, did it actually get to court, or was it a decision of the government to, to, to mimic what other provinces had already done? I believe it was a change to the law done by the government. And you know what? We are the ones that just enforce the laws. We're not the ones who make it up. So, Oh, if I made it up, we'd have a whole different game. Uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but it is your government that you elected to come in to mm -hmm. govern uh, the province that has decided what is important, what isn't important. Sometimes they do stuff that we don't agree with. Mm -hmm. We don't get an option on that. Yes. We are simply the the long arm of the law enforcing what's out there. Can I use radar in my personal vehicle? Well, some, oddly enough, radar is kind of already being used in a lot of vehicles, like for sensors, yeah. uh, for falling too close, for... Uh, Adaptive uh, speed control. Yes, absolutely. Like but can you use a radar detector? And that's prohibited in the province of Ontario, but, along with most places. But a radar... You want to put a radar to see how fast other people are going? Nothing stopping you from doing it. You might you might nuke things you don't want to nuke. No, there are some risks using a, a radar. Uh, if it's a laser, there's some risks. If it's a radar, there's some risks, both health concerns that you have to be aware of, but nothing stopping you from doing it. No, but I'm assuming you mean a radar detector. Uh, oddly enough, we don't use a lot of actual radar. We use a lot of laser, and laser doesn't, really give you the opportunity to track, but it would also be illegal to 
uh, or jammers. Jammers are also prohibited. You can't buy, sell, trade, transport, nothing. Uh, If we suspect you have it, we can search and seize it, and it's $180 fine and and two or three demerit points. And by search and seize, you mean you can search anywhere or any person in the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And we can take your vehicle apart, and we don't have to put it back together. Uh, Hopefully you have instructions. Because, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't get training on, on assembly, just disassembly. Yeah. Uh, question about speed. Are you allowed to do 45 on a 50 zone? Yeah. You, you, the speed limit is the limit, not the minimum. Uh, if it is safer to go slower and you have a reason to do go slower, then that's absolutely articulable, I'm assuming. You know, if, if there was gravel or ice or snow, going below the speed limit is good. In fact, going the speed limit could be unlawful if it was really slippery conditions, it could be unsafe to go the speed limit. Now, is there a charge for unnecessarily slow driving or impeding the flow of traffic? Absolutely. However, well. five kilometers over, under, I should say, it would unlikely trigger that. Absolutely. Unless you were in the uh, you know, left lane of the highway doing 45 and a 90. Like, that would be unsafe. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So every it's it's always a case by case basis, and we're gonna use discretion and, and and listen to your reasons. But 45 and a 50. Is just good driving. Like I don't always go fifty in a forty-five. In a, or sorry, I don't always go the speed limit in a fifty zone. Sometimes I go slow. Yeah. Okay. If someone has Class Seven license from BC, can they drive in Ontario if they're visiting? I hate the fact that we don't use the same uh, criteria for numbering. I don't know. I think we're the only province who doesn't use this Class Seven business, but it makes no sense to me. Yep. Is that a learner's permit? Because if so, learner's permits are not transferable by province. So if you moved here, we would not accept. You'd have to start again. You'd have to get a G1. They don't transfer. Now, technically speaking, if you are visiting, it's up to us to determine whether we're going to accept it. I say us as the the government. Going into the states, I called Michigan. They didn't know. And then they said, we'd probably allow it, but we don't know if it's actually allowed. I would say err on the side of caution. you're, You're learning to drive. Exactly. The whole idea of having a learner's permit, a class G1 on Ontario, is to learn. Why would you put yourself into a situation where you are going to a foreign province or a place that maybe you don't have experience driving at and try to learn there? That mm-hmm. just more stress and more more changes in different roads, different yeah. traffic patterns that may cause a collision. And there's conditions here, and there's conditions on your license, and you've got to be following all. I, I would suggest strongly against it. I think that you might have problems with insurance. Uh, the, the, it's not intended, and you may find that you don't get into trouble because the officer doesn't know and accepts it, or the officer decides that it's not acceptable because they interpret it as that way, because it's not very clear. Right. So I wouldn't do it. Uh, Zach Brown wants to know, what if you're coming down for a visit from the United States where a radar detector is legal? Is it a fine? If you're using it and we catch you, it's absolutely a fine. It's actually going to lose your device. It's going to be seized, and you're going to be charged. Not only using it, you transport it possess it in your vehicle at all we would it's unlikely that we would know it's there if it was not operable but if it was used at all if it was detected if if for any reason if it was seen during a vehicle stop you'd be done so you know you leave it at home or don't use it and put it away somewhere because if we find it you're in trouble yep absolutely but I, I appreciate if someone's crossing through. Like it's like the folks that that are going to Alaska and they're taking a short through a shortcut through Canada, and they're taking prohibited items that are permissible in the United States, but not in Canada. They still sure get arrested. Can. Yep. So it's 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 yeah. Follow the law. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We got a whole bunch of stuff that was not flagged, so I'll go through and flag it. Oh, and by the way, uh, X was working today. 
Excellent. Excellent. Are you, uh, are you actually, are you going to explain where 42 is? Oh, I guess we should. Yeah. Uh, so the deal is that the answer to, there's a book written by Douglas Adams called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and it's a trilogy in four parts, which already gives you an idea of what kind of book it is. It's, it's, it's humor. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it's very British. And in this series, a enormous computer is devised that takes forever to run its, its, its query to answer the question of the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And its answer, of course, as Stoner Cowboy says right now on TikTok, it's 42. And, uh, yeah. Why, why that came up is because I walked into the room and Sean said, hey, I have a question. And I said, 42. Actually, I said 42 and a half. <laughs> but Correct that just started our conversation about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, which I, I, if you're looking for a fun read, um, I don't know why we hit that by accident. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a fun read, that is one that I absolutely loved uh, when I was a kid. Just phenomenal book. It's bizarre. It, it is, and there's a movie if you're not a book person, and the book, the book is far better, far far better than even the British television version or the uh, uh, the movie. But you know what? If you want the fast version, you'll get an idea. It's 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 funny. Uh, we have here C.D. Miller says, why does the OPP never drive this, the limit? Can they be charged with speeding? So we addressed it in a, in a previous question, and uh, it's legal for police to exceed the speed limit. Now, they, if they're always doing it, why are they always doing it? Let's, let's look at it. You know, it's perspective. If I'm going to an emergency call, yeah, I need to get there fast. In an emergency call, I, I, I may or may not have the lights on. But what if I'm patrolling? As a police officer, I need to go and observe the vehicles around. I have to inspect for license plates. I have to look for seatbelt violations. And if I'm in one space on the highway, my scenery stays the same. If we were all doing the speed limit, even though very few people are doing the speed limit, if we're all doing the speed limit, I'd be looking at the same six people. If I was doing that for an hour in one direction, I'd never look at anybody else. I can't go backwards because that would be unsafe, plus they'd all see me, so I wouldn't be able to have effective enforcement. Very, very few people will actually be doing something wrong as they're coming up passing the police car. Yes. Some people do. Some people are that ignorant. But very, very few people would pass us doing something wrong. Like so we have to pass them so we can make, make proper observations. observations. It's all about patrol. Uh, and it's absolutely legitimate and legal. Uh, Bubby... Boss, no, uh, what would happen if you had a legal tint on your car? Well, it's a depends situation. It depends. Truly. Depends who the police officer is. Depends on how tinted. Depends on the situation. Depends on the environment. Mm -hmm. Depends on where you are. But if it's tint that is lawful under certain conditions, like it's 30% tint, but it's dark out, and now because of the 30% tint, I can't see into your car at night, that's obscuring the interior of your motor vehicle. That's, that's a ticket. That's a ticket, 110 bucks. Uh, if it's uh, if it's so dark that in the daytime I can't see in, it's over 30% light blockage, and it's an unsafe motor vehicle because you've obscured the driver's view. Whether it be the windshield or the passenger windows, you can't see out properly, and I can't see in properly. So that's a vehicle where that's going to lose its license plates and get towed away because that vehicle is not safe to operate on the road. Windshield tents of any kind. And that, that as well, it's not a an unsafe motor vehicle is not a ticket. It's it's a it's a court summons. Yeah, that's it's called no set fine court summons. You go to court and you have to answer to it there. Now here's another one. People say, well, what if I'm okay with paying 110 bucks for obscuring the interior and I just keep doing it? I'm just going to pay by the subscription method. 
And once you get one or two of those and we stop you the next time and I see we've already had two of these, you haven't changed anything, you haven't made it better, guess what? We're going to have to level. Yeah, we can send you to, in fact, we can actually send you by summons for almost any offense. Uh, If there was a justification, we wouldn't do it for your first ticket ever, but if there was a pattern of behavior that was not being corrected by the other charges with these low set fines, uh, we'd send you to court where there's a higher possibility. You know, Mm -hmm. set fines of $110 could become $500 in court very often. Uh, The question follow-up from Bubba or Bubby, Bubby, yeah, was would you have to remove it? Very often, nice officers who see windshield tint or super tint who don't want to put you through the unsafe motor vehicle opportunity or, or, uh, or consequence might choose to give you the opportunity to peel that tint roadside. And that would be a nice thing to do. Yeah. And if you're willing to do that and it fixes the problem, the problem then is solved, right? Maybe you do that and you get a warning so that you don't actually put it back on again. That's our whole idea out there. It's just to solve the problem that's happening at the time. So it doesn't happen again. Same with license plates, covers. And yeah. I've, I've given the, and people have said, well, I don't have any tools. I can't take it off. No problem. You can't use it anyway, so take it off any way you want because you won't like the way I take it off. Well, that's right. And, and I've, I've pulled people over just to give them the warning of a license plate cover and then got such mean-spirited rudeness back. It became a ticket instead of a warning. Like I, I would have happily said, hey, take that off. Here's a warning. Go do your thing. Because if, if a warning fixes the problem, that's what we're out here to do. Ultimately, and, that's what we're asking. Yeah, we want to correct the behavior. It's not about the money. It's not about giving you a ticket. It's not about statistics. It's about changing behavior. And sometimes that's a nice conversation. Sometimes it can be very friendly. Not. Sometimes it needs more. Uh, there was another question I, I saw there that, that uh, do, 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 where is it? Where is it? We talked about that. Okay, I can close this. <laughs> oh, someone said. You know, if I have, uh, if I'm stunt driving on private property, but there's no access to the road, we talked about it, but I figured I'd get your input because I think it's interesting. Uh, so I've, 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 I've got a, I've got signs, private property, do not enter. In fact, what if I put signs saying police not welcome, do not enter? Would we not be able to enforce stunt driving on private property because of those signs? Absolutely. We'd not be able to? No, we would be able yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that. Absolutely it, we would. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, th- I thought that, I thought that that was, uh. Uh, a creative and interesting way to try and circumvent, but yeah, we, we still investigate murders even if they say police, you know, police not welcome. Yep. As was stunt, it's sort of it's, it's an anywhere law. It is, and they changed it because of dum dums. Well, yes, dum dums. <laughs> I'm quoting, of course, the Flintstones. Yes, yes. hello, dum dum. <laughs> was one of my favorite favorite that was characters. Gazoo. The Great Gazoo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta watch Flintstones with my we, kids too. Certainly, you're showing our age. Yes, it's possible that black. I uh, I don't have a lot of memories of black and white TV. I have some. <laughs> uh, what is what is this? What is the? We'll see what pops up here. I think I hit the button before it went away. Melanie McPherson Huller says, "What is the purpose of a highway merge ramp? To, to, to merge on, to give opportunity to get up to speed to safely merge into the flow of traffic." Now, that is not to suggest that the flow of traffic doing 500 kilometers an hour is the new uh, speed. Like, that does not mean that you are allowed to speed. It means that you're supposed to be able to get up to the speed of traffic in order to uh, merge safely to the lawful traffic that's beside you, which should not be going above the speed limit. Just saying. Right. 
And it's not a driving lane. You see many people pull into that merge lane mm -hmm. to speed up, to pass cars, to pull back in again, which causes everyone else to have to jam on their brakes and ultimately slows down traffic. <laughs> There's all sorts of happening. Are you okay there, JD? JD's hitting buttons. <laughs> Things are popping up, going away. Yeah. J JD's our producer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me see you what's got going on. out. Ah, there you go. But but we're we're good now. Okay, I see here Valerie Carvalho. I don't know if I'm pronouncing things properly. Text moving too fast. That's hard. It's I know we're getting a lot of chat coming in right now. It's awesome. Uh, let's see here. We've got gotta close this window. Uh, hi, did the max speed on the 400 and 401 increase to 110 kilometers? And the answer is it depends. Some stretches were determined to be safe enough, constructed in a way that supported higher speeds by 10 kilometers, and for those areas. They were, it's like 16 kilometer stretches. It's not the entirety of the uh, highway. So don't, don't, uh, don't just assume it's 110. Look for signs. Yep. signs. Signs will keep you safe. Here's your sign. Yes. Uh, what we got here? We got sniper nude. I, I'm hoping you're not a nude sniper. That would be weird. Uh, if you have a G2, are you allowed to be de a designated driver for adults? You're a G2 driver. First of all, designated driver should be changed. Designated driver suggests almost like the least uh, the, the least uh, drunk or impaired person. Mind you, G2 drivers have um, BAC of zero, no drugs, no alcohol behind the wheel, so they make a good sober driver, assuming they're actually doing the right thing. But G2 drivers are drivers. They don't need anybody else in the car. They don't have a requirement for, uh, for people to be... Uh, supervising them. They do, however, between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m., have restrictions in their first year that they not carry people who are not members of the immediate family um, that are under the age of 20. That's why he said adults. Well, so there you go. <laughs> yes. Well, but, but adults 18. So just clarifying. Uh, yeah, if you have, if, so in the first year, uh, people, you can have one person under the age of 20 between the, in the first six months. Uh, between uh, 12 and 5, and uh, in the second six months, you can have up to three. If they're immediate family, you're good to go. But if they're adults over the age of 20, you can have as many people as see who have seatbelts for them. Yep, absolutely. And good on you for having a designated sober driver. Yes. I, when, I, when I was younger, uh, I used to go to a club called Barracuda. Does anybody remember Barracuda in Toronto? I do. I do remember. And the Barracuda had a great policy. If you were a designated driver, you drank pop for free. And I think that's a great incentive. If you are a bar owner, consider giving some uh, eight-cent drinks to people because that's what it costs, right? It's eight cents a serving type thing for the syrup. What a great way to promote safety uh, in, in, your, uh, in your area, in your town, you know, wherever you are. I, I think that's the way to go. And maybe reduce some liability as well. Yeah, right you're making great efforts to ensure the safety of the people in that are your patrons. Okay, Frenchie, if I got pulled over on the road but drove into private parking lot, can the car be towed? Yes. Yes. You're being stopped and you are being investigated based on your actions on the road. Nothing well, changes because you're off. Even in a private parking lot for stunt driving, it could be towed. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, you may, depending on the offense. If it's a legislated tow where we're obligated, we're mandated. Yes, different. To impound it for a period of time, whether it's 7, 14, 45, 90, or 180 days, it's going no it's matter like you know stuff about towing or something. Uh, almost. Um, if you pull into a private parking lot and you're not allowed to park there, if the property owner does not let you leave mm -hmm. your car there, if you had an option to leave it there, it gets towed. But it gets towed under the bylaw. 
the parking bylaw. So you're not protected 100% if you go onto private property, depending on the offense, depending on what is happening. Some offenses, sure, if you want to leave it there, go right ahead. Yeah, so if we, if we got you for no insurance and you're in the middle of the road, you'd have to get towed off because you're interfering with traffic. If you were on private property, stopped for no insurance, is it conceivable that you could leave it there for a period of time until you could arrange for something to move it? Possibly, maybe, and as you said, depending on the property owner. Yep, or arrange to get some insurance on your car, mm -hmm. like you should have had. Before you got stopped. Right. Emma P. says, what does a triple yellow line mean? I am not familiar with a triple yellow line, meaning anything different than a double yellow line or a single yellow line. Hmm. Um, I don't have an answer for you. That's You got me, Emma. Do you have the answer? Do you, can you share it with us? Was this a Trump the, uh, you know, or, or stump the chump uh, question? or? How would you be able to share it with us so we'd actually be able to see? A picture? Why could you just Google it? How would she send you a picture? Uh, you could do that by, well... You can send us a link using the uh, the uh, thing, or just describe it, and we'll put a googly goo. Uh, you can e well email is a pain in the butt, but you can go to trafficcop.ca and there's a, a submission form where you can send us links and stuff. Links uh, if and you stuff. were a member of our uh, Telegram group, telegram.trafficcop.ca, you can send us pictures. By the way, we have a very small group of people, eight people in the Telegram group. We need to have more people. Telegram, I, I hope I got the links set up. I have to go double check. Telegram.trafficcop.ca. And we've got a, uh, a little chat there for anyone who wants to continue the conversation after the show goes. We, we, it's, not, it's not super busy there, but you can send us pictures, videos, and things like that. Okay. What do we got here? Got some pin stuff. Let me go back to the chat here. Michelle has a question. Ah, if you don't feel safe pulling over on the street uh, that you're pulled over on, can you drive to a lot? So this is a situation where police activate their emergency equipment and you're required by law to pull over, slow down safely and pull over. And stop. And stop then, not later. We are responsible for your safety at that point. We are choosing a safe uh, spot. We are engaging a, a particular positioning of our vehicle to block and create safety. We have emergency lighting to notify drivers approaching that we're there. We're looking after that. But if you choose not to drive or not to stop when you're supposed to and you continue driving, that escalates things. That becomes potentially a pursuit. Uh, now, if it's really obvious, like, or, or what, and what I, how about this? I suggest the following. You stop the vehicle based when you're legally required to. And then when you speak to the officer, you ask for permission to relocate to a safer place. Hey, officer, I was just thinking I could pull in here and that's safer for you. It's safer for me. Is that Okay. The officer says, no, because I think you're impaired. I'm not letting you move your car. That's the where I was going. Exactly. If, but if the officer says, that's a fantastic idea, I'll meet you there. Perfect. Done, done, done. I had someone pull over and say, hey, officer, I really have to go to the bathroom. And I said, no problem. Give me your license and and uh, I'll follow you. And that's what we did. And he got his tickets when he came out of the, came out of the washroom. <laughs> but there's, there's always the potential for, uh, you know, taking your concerns and, and, and doing what makes you feel comfortable after we deal with what your responsibilities are immediately. Akela saw the surge on TV last night regarding yes. the bus crash. I did not see you. I did not watch the news. Really? It was a slow news day. If they had to, Actually, I was on last night, yesterday afternoon, last night, mm -hmm. and I heard myself this morning as well on the way to work. No kidding. I was listening to a podcast. I was I, not on your podcast. No, it wasn't my podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I like I like podcasts. They're, they're podcasty. Yes, uh, uh, kind of a, a scary bus crash yesterday, Highway 27, 
12 people taken to hospital. Wow. Um, could have been much, much, much worse. Scary as it was, it could have been much worse. The, uh, the bus driver, unfortunately, is in serious condition, though. Ryan Pinn says, speaking of showing your age, named our vacuum robot Rosie after the robot made on the Jetsons. George, it was George Jetson, right? I, I, Jetsons was great. Yes. And Liz says, yes, I used to get unlimited free ginger ales at the Barracuda. I missed it. The Barracuda was a really cool spot, and they redeveloped it, but I, I thought that was a cool spot. Let me guess. It's a condo now? I don't know. I, I, I just know it's redeveloped because it's not there. And I remember it closing down because of that, if I'm not mistaken. In any case, it ain't, it ain't around now. Uh, what are your tolerances for speed limits? Oh, do you mean how much do I allow people to break the law before I'm willing to engage them? Uh, not much. <laughs> you know, uh, it all depends on the speed limit. So in a 30 zone, which we have now, uh, I wouldn't give people very much leeway. No. Th those, are, those are designed to keep pedestrians safe. And when someone is doing anything over them, they're putting lives at risk, and they're just not giving a crap about the law. In a hundred zone, more wiggle room. Yep. Yeah, the faster the, the faster the speed limit is, the more tolerance I have for for variances. Like if you're doing five over at hundred kilometers an hour, that's not intentional speeding to me. That's just not paying attention or having maybe a calibration difference in a speedometer. Like this, it's not a lot. Fifteen could over? Could, oh, could I legally? Absolutely. One kilometer over is speeding. The, the the offensive speeding occurs at any speed over the posted limit. And uh, people say, well, ah, it's not a big deal. And they're like, well, you, I appreciate you have opinions. Um, but the law does say this is the speed limit, and, and that, that's where it's at. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Evandro, our, uh, our Brazilian fan, who is taking a position as an auxiliary officer with the Peel Regional Police. Wow. He was in process for the Toronto Police. Apparently, we were too slow, and we lost him to the Peel Regional Police Auxiliary Program. Congratulations to you. Uh, now, for those who don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about our Brazilian fan, Evandro is someone who uh, uh, has taken content from our channel and has translated it into uh, Portuguese and Spanish and been a making it available to his community to help his community. And I think it's fantastic. And now he's taken it to the next level by contributing and, and his time to a program to literally serve his community. I love it. Good on you. Yes, absolutely. And then hopefully we'll get him his appeal uh, auxiliary to come in here and, and jump on the show and say hello. How about if we get him from appeal auxiliary to a Toronto police officer? Well, there's an opportunity too. Hey, Evandry, you hear, you hear what the sergeant uh, that was saying? Uh, that would be a good idea. Well, listen, you may love Peel, and they're a great service too. But, you know, we're, we're Toronto. Just saying. Okay. Uh, we talked about Emma's three lines, which we don't know anything about. A Asia, too, has a question. The area that a crime happens is the responsibility of that jurisdiction to investigate. Not always. It, it depends. Yes. Initially, maybe. Yes. But it could be tied to something else. It could be. It, it depends. Yes. Uh, in traffic-related um, uh, crimes, yes, it is the police of jurisdiction. The OPP does our provincial highways. We do our city highways and streets doesn't stop us from going out there and enforcing on the highway. doesn't stop us from going anywhere in the province of Ontario and enforcing. Mm -hmm. um, we have three levels of policing in the province of Ontario. Uh, municipal police, or city police, uh, the Ontario Provincial Police that does city policing and the rest of the province, and the RCMP that works here as well. And they, they more focus on federal crimes or bigger crimes. 
Um, but we're always involved with them as well. So, yeah, it, it all, so it depends. Depends is a good answer. We have another jo a dad joke here. Uh, I want to be a, oh, Michael says, I want to be a sober driver just to have free pops. I'm adding the just, but yes. Uh, motivation is, you know, it's, 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 it's a reason to be sober. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know how much drinks are. I don't drink, so I, I can't imagine. I think drinks are fairly pricey. Like, I know they are on cruise lines. Like, $15 U.S. for a drink. I can't imagine paying, wow. paying that. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have it's been a long water time since pop. I've been to a bar. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my thing. Uh, can I drive in the middle of an unpaved chase? It's Chase. <laughs> chase is on the case. We haven't seen Chase in a while. Where you been? You're slacking, man. You're usually here for the whole show. Okay, can I drive in the middle of an unpaved road? Uh, we talked about this recently. We did. Yeah, you can until you can't. So, so it yes. depends. So, yes, you can until it affects the movement of anybody else. Or you're approaching the crest of grade, a curve where you can't see around it. You have to be on your side of the road for safety of the oncoming vehicles or pedestrians that are out there. There's no lines on unpaved roads. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they are crowned up in the middle. Um, so sometimes it's safer to be in the middle. I, I routinely drive in the middle because it gives me a little bit of leeway to move either way. There's no line that says I, I can't. But I am also responsible for any other, any other traffic that's out there, and I have to move over and yield to them. It's not my road. It's a shared road. It's good stuff. There was something I was going to ask you from earlier. Oh, what was it? Took my tongue. We'll come back to it. Okay. Um, yes, I still have to pay for a, a validation sticker for my that's, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I know, but it still bugs me. Oh, crud. There's, okay. Uh, Gerpsing says, hi, everyone. I hope you have a good Wednesday. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, it is, uh, it is turning, there's only one more day of the week, this week. I got to take, I can't come in on Friday. I got medical what? appointments. Yeah. Uh, I'm a part-timer. What can I say? Who, uh, who gave you the time off? Uh, it was a sergeant before he took all his time off. Oh. <laughs> we have to get Nick in here one day. Uh, so the deal is that, uh, there was a question and what the heck was a question? It's really bugging me. There's a question that I talked about earlier. I didn't have an answer. You might. But I can't remember it. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. It was on tip my tongue. Okay. Um, what's the fine for those people that drive around with a foot of snow on their vehicles? Covering their windows. Yeah. Well, if they're truly covering their windows, it's, it's it, well, depending on the windows, uh, it's, it's no clear view of a driver is yep. an easy one. Um, when it's a foot of snow, truly snow everywhere, I'm going to go with possibly insecure load. You're, mm -hmm. you're transporting stuff. You didn't put it there. But you're, you're responsible for ensuring that it doesn't go flying off on other vehicles. So simply the fact that you haven't strapped down your snow, I, I, would, I would go by way of that. You could explain it to a court. And you know what? If that snow was to become dislodged and slide down in front and obscure your view, mm -hmm. causing you to crash, not only would you be liable under the Highway Traffic Act for the, that action, but maybe civilly as well. It would be a bad, 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 bad. Uh, we've got... Anderson, I don't know if I pronounced you you're right, but I'm trying. Uh, hands down, this man is Toronto's favorite policeman. <laughs> which guy? I don't know. Guy? <laughs> it's it's which guy? one? It's one, one. It's one of them. Well, thank you very much for both of us, or either one of us, either of us. Uh, Chief Chief Running Free says tax collectors, nothing more. Um, I always think this is interesting. I love when people make these allegations because we don't want your money. In fact. 
we'd be happy if you didn't break any laws and we'd have no tickets to write. That would mean barbecues and coffee breaks. Like there, there's other things for us to do. We're busy all the time, but having to go and hold people accountable for their actions means they had actions. We're just the big meanies who are saying you should know better. And here's the reminder not to do it again. That's all it is. If there's a better solution, like if it's not money, like if we were to replace it, would you prefer like jail time, community service? I think all those options are good, but money's probably the easiest one to deal with. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. But I think people would not be happy with jail time. Well, jail time is a possibility for some offenses. True. True. No, it's very true. No, it's it's not very often it happens, but it does. It does on occasion. And um, I, I, I think I'd like to see it happen more often because <laughs> there's people who really deserve. There are people who are putting lives at risk every single day, and they just don't care. So, yeah. But, but tax collectors, I mean, we don't get commission. We don't get a bonus. There's no quotas. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, you know, that's what it is. We want people to do the better. They want, we want you to be better. That's what it is. Uh, why police is required at construction sites sitting all day in cars playing games? I'm glad you brought that up. So police, or at least can be hired on their days off, on their off-duty time, on something called a paid duty. Very often... Uh, construction sites want a police officer to assist them with the stop stopping and controlling of traffic. Sometimes it's places like secure, um, like jewelry stores who want security, and they hire through the police service police officers. They pay the, they pay the service. The service pays us, and we work for them for that day. Effectively, we're still police officers. We're still responsible for for the, the, the you know ensuring uh, safety and uh, and security of people and things. So if something happened right in front of us, we'd act, but we're not on patrol. So. Sometimes they say, we only need you to stop traffic every 10 minutes. And they say, go, go sit in your car, wait for us. So we have in the province uh, some guidelines that we have to follow uh, when we're constructing the roads, mm-hmm. the sidewalks, the buildings, things like that. Um, in Ontario, um, they're in books, and it's the books are numbered. Book 7 is the guidelines of what is required when con- doing construction uh, in an effort to keep everybody safe. What pylons are required, where they're required, what signage are required, um, TCPs are traffic control persons uh, that have the legal authority to stop the flow of traffic. Um, how many of them, when they have to be, where they have to be. And that may include police officers because traffic control persons have no authority to stop pedestrians, but police officers do. Mm-hmm. So for their own safety, they must, they may require that police officers be there. And sometimes the book says they have to be there, so they hire us, and we get there and we go, Something fell through. The thing didn't get delivered. We uh, we didn't dig the hole big enough. Whatever it is, but I need you to be here for ten hours, because we just we, in case. Yeah, it could so show just, up any time. So just go sit down and and there's an awful lot of time. Trust me, time goes very very slowly. <laughs> yeah. If you're sitting in your car waiting for what may happen, so yeah, we'd rather be out there doing it. It makes time go quicker. I, I can tell you that I have flapped my wings but never flown. I've been directing traffic for 12-hour shifts uh, on paid duties that were horribly painful. Like, I remember not being the next day not being able to lift my arms. But you know what? Uh, the thing you should do <laughs> is yep. uh, it's, the, it's, it's, it's being able to work extra. And we're already working a lot, but we have a lot of days off. You know what? Yes, we get paid for it, but sometimes it's not worth it. But it has to happen. They have to have us. They're, they need us to be there. Sometimes they don't need us, but they prefer it because it makes their life easier. 
like stopping traffic where for for dump trucks to pull into a driveway. They don't necessarily need it. They have flag persons, but people sometimes ignore the flag person. So they prefer to have the police officer who can actually write a ticket if that if need be. Yep. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to be a police officer with CP Rail Police as they just bought the Kansas train lines through Mexico. That's cool. Um, I have friends who used to be rail police and are no longer because they've moved to police services. Um, one is a warden, a park warden. They were actually a warden before they went police and then they went back. They liked it. They missed being out in, the, in nature. In any case, uh, amazing. Uh, good luck to you. Yes. But you, you, you remind me that I have not spoken about employment. And I, and I do want to give a quick shout out to our employment unit. And that is, what am I pressing here? Wrong button. I was about to say. Yeah, it didn't look at all normal. I thought maybe they did an upgrade. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a member of the Toronto Police Service, I would suggest strongly that you visit this website. It is found at www.tps.ca forward slash careers. And on this site, not only can you see Erin smiling before she got her ring, uh, but you can also uh, go through and read all about different positions that we regularly hire for. Police constable, special constable, parking enforcement officer, comms operator. Uh, if you're a police service member uh, from somewhere else but want to become a Toronto police officer, hey, Evandra, that's probably the website that you'd go to later. Uh, and then auxiliary officer to be a member of our volunteer program, but there's also civilian roles. And that's what I want to focus on because you may not want to be a, a uniformed officer. Uh, maybe you want to s- support your community working for a great organization and never put on a uniform. Well, you can do that if you want to become an advisor uh, for indigenous engagement. Uh, if you want to be, oh, this is the Yippie program, Youth and Policing Initiative Summer Program. They're taking applicants now. This is for members of the community who live in certain neighborhoods who qualify for a part-time job making like $15 an hour working at a police station, getting to know about what we do here. And we've had Yippies become police officers. Yep. Uh, I believe there are certain criteria. There are. Uh, age criteria and um, uh, where they live criteria. Uh, but what a great thing to look into if you have any other you know, aspirations of, of joining 15 us. to 18 years old, eligible to work in Canada, must be attending school. Uh, you cannot have been a, a part of the program before. You have to have a security clearance, and you have to be able to work after school and on weekends. Uh, here are the areas where you, uh, to be eligible. But it's 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 good stuff. It is good stuff. There's also a digital team developer and a communication, well, communications operator, I mentioned. It's not a uniform job, but uh, uh, it, it, they are the folks that answer 911 calls and dispatch police officers from the radio room. They are the folks that keep our city moving and working. Critical job. Absolutely. And underappreciated and, you know, hats off to them. These Truly amazing. And if you are interested in any of these positions, know that they don't last forever. Uh, Positions like this, this one's going to close on January 22nd. If you don't apply by then, it will be gone. Somebody else will take the opportunity, even though you may have been a fantastic person for the job. There you go. At very least, go check it out. Uh, and, of course, if you're interested in the other positions, go read up about them uh, because that's the only way you'll actually find out about them. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, we have Running Noah. Out of time. Well, we're going to be done now, but this is the last one because I think it was, I, I caught it. I thought it was a good one. Noah says, sunglasses are the same as windshield tint. If I don't have my side windows tinted, you can see in. Absolutely. Yes. That, if you're suggesting that as a solution – then that is a solution. If you, if you, if a lot of people say, "Well, I have medical exemption because my eyes don't like the sun." Sunglasses are it. If you say that the side uh, leakage here, well, there's sunglasses that cover the side too. It used to be really popular once upon a time. Side, not my thing. Anyway, those are solutions to the issue, and they're lawful. You can wear sunglasses. They're not regulated. 
even if you, you know, at night, which is really silly, but, you know, just like Brian Adams. Didn't he sing sunglasses at night? Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, whereas a windshield is regulated and you can't have it. So some people say sunglasses are the same as an excuse to have it. So I'm just clarifying. I still can't remember the thing I wanted to ask you, for which the an answer I gave was a guess. Anyway, we'll, I'll review the tape later. Uh, quote of the day from Akila Draconis. I take a two-hour nap from 1 to 4, Yogi Berra. You ran out of time yesterday. Oh, this was yesterday's. I take a two-hour nap from 1 to 4? Okay. Akela Draconis has a dad joke. What New Year's resolution... Ruse is a little bit... Easy for you to say. Yeah. What New Year's resolution should a basketball player never make? To travel more. <laughs> well, well said. You know what? I like that one. Yeah. That, yep. that makes sense. Okay. And here's a dad joke... Hey, that's me. John Kearns is you. Hey, John moved over from Instagram. Sorry, we're ignoring you, Instagram. Uh, I, and I think John, you're the. I think you're the. I think you're the same person. Okay, dad joke. Uh, there was a kidnapping at school today. It's okay. He woke up. I like that one. As a dad, that is the ultimate dad joke. I like that. There was a kidnapping at school today. That's freaking. I like that. Okay, with that, we're done. We're gonna go home now. Well, we're not going home. We're going to go do other stuff now. Uh, but I do want to thank you for spending time with us. I'll be back tomorrow from 10 to 11 Eastern time uh, where we do the last one for the week. Yep. Yeah. And I may be here too. You can do that sometimes. Yeah. And maybe by then I will have reviewed and know the actual question I wanted to ask you because it was Very a good. good one. It was really important. But I just can't remember what it is. So with that, I'll hit this button. We'll play the song again because it's, it's my favorite song. It's a traffic song written, performed, and recorded at this police station by a police officer. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Watch both pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVT. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways and go. Seat belt, save your life indeed. And watch your driving, don't speed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get freed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic. Chase, are you posting pictures to your Instagram? Because I want to check it out. If you you know those those uh, I think you sent me some photos or no, you have sent me some photos with the coin. Uh, very cool. Chase is has uh, is one of the very few who actually has a voiceover cop coin. Just saying. Uh, let's see here. Anonymous, anonymous. It's in four. Oh. Okay. Uh, anonymous, anonymous. I, uh, I I don't talk about that stuff here just because it's uh, it's it's a hot topic that uh, will do no good. Uh, but uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Uh, Glenn Jarvis, thank you both and your colleagues for keeping our roads safe. Well, thank you, Glenn, for the thank you. I know I said I was going away, but here. Uh, oh, very good comment from Liz. I'm just looking for a couple of things. Maybe there's something here that stands out that needs thin light. We got. Thin white line interceptor, Ryan. 
uh, is hashtagging it depends, uh, had a question for Sergeant Campbell, which I will ask him tomorrow. Maybe I'll have to create a, uh, a video. Maybe we'll do a TikTok today with Sergeant Campbell explaining what is his inspiration to become a cop. We've had it. We, he's talked about it before, but we'll, we'll come back to this. Sorry I missed you, uh, Ryan. I, I, I'm looking at this after the fact, and uh, yeah, didn't work out. Not today, anyway. But I'm glad that uh, that you're here on this platform. Yeah, the whole Instagram thing uh, not working the way I want it to. But it is better in a sense that we have only one camera to look at instead of two cameras. Anyway, have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe, drive sober, park legally, and of course, smile because it looks good on you. Take care.